Hello and welcome. You are officially listening to the Laugh It Off podcast with Megan Ulrich Krieger. Grab your wine, water, whiskey, whatever, and stay tuned for some good laughs and some tidbits to help you become the best version of yourself. Hello, besties. Oh my God. It is like bringing tears to my eyes to even like be doing this episode. Who knew? Who knew the year anniversary episode of the podcast would come after an unplanned three-week hiatus? So for those of you who have asked me, hey, are you still doing it? (laughs) Or hey, did you move to a different platform? No, we are still here and I'm so sorry for the lack of communication. Like truly the last three weeks have been unplanned, super busy, I hope I'm not alone in like crazy. I it's it's honestly ironic, honestly ironic that the most recent episode before this was the seasonal depression episode. Like what the fuck? Because I don't even know if it's that that's been hitting me hard or just stress or just I feel like I'm in a I've been telling people I'm in a quarter life crisis of what I want to do with my life. I have a lot of things that bring me joy right now, and I don't have a vision on how to streamline all of them. So for those of you who know me the most, you know I have my direct sales business, I have my now confidence coaching business, I have the podcast, I have the part-time job at the doggy daycare, which is my fave. I know in all of these combined, that seems like the easiest one to give up because it's like, oh, it's just like a dinky part-time job. No, that is... (laughs) That job is what's keeping me sane, you guys. Getting to spend the mornings in by myself, drinking my coffee, hanging out with the dogs. Like, that is my fucking safe haven right now. So, um, also picking up more and more photography. Like, all of the things. And I love it all. And it all brings me joy. But all of it can't be done by just one person, right? So, That leads me to here. And also, I'm very passionate about being somebody who doesn't force creativity to an extent um, and doesn't force, I don't like to force content just for the sake of growth and likes and downloads and shares. And I know that's contrary to your like business growth experts, what they would tell you. But I, I'm not going to like fake an episode or I'm not going to like fake an Instagram post. Like it's going to be content that I'm truly passionate about. So sorry, it has literally taken me three weeks to get back to this passion point area. And thank God for the anniversary of the podcast for kind of bringing me here. Today we're going to talk about the how I've grown, what I've learned in the year of podcasting, plus my best tips for holiday family gatherings, holiday stress, eating, body image, all of that stuff. You're going to get it all in today's episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for even being here. So many of you have been here since day freaking one. A lot of you, actually, seasonal depression episode did pretty good. And some people are like, oh my God, that's my first episode I've listened to. And I've binged everything since. Like, no matter how long you've been here, I fucking love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey. You guys, I was looking. The podcast has almost 16,000 downloads. 16,000 different times somebody has listened to my voice, which 
God, Jesus Christ, right? I don't even like listening to my voice when I edit the podcast. But 16,000 downloads? In insane. Um, I wonder, oh, I, I should have looked more before I got on here. You can literally look at, um, areas. Okay, okay. So, in locations, we have, oh my gosh, okay. Downloads and listens in North America, obviously. South America, Africa, Europe, Asia. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Oceania? Okay, I need to edit that out, but I'm not going to. Is that a fucking continent? I don't know. Okay, so we have downloads in all continents. We'll, we'll put it that way, right? That's seven. Nope, that's six. We're missing one. Antarctica, we're missing. Okay, so those of you who know me in real life know that I am very bad at geography. Forgive me. All right. Um, But like literally we have listeners in every single state in the United States. That is fucking insane. We have listeners in Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, Germany. What? What? This is nuts, you guys. So thank you to every single one of you out there who have has ever tuned, tuned into an episode. Like seriously, could not be here without you. Um, what I've learned, I have learned so much about myself. I have learned so much about perfectionism, about ripping the fucking bandaid off, undoing stuff that inspires you or stuff that you're just passionate about regardless of the outcome. I started the podcast with really no idea what was going to happen. I'm like, uh, it could either flop or, you know, the opposite of the spectrum. I could become a famous podcaster. Like, I am the next call her daddy. Not. But you know what I mean? There's so many things you never know. And so I just truly went into it with my heart. And it has blown me away. You guys have blown me away. Uh, I was so nervous to do these episodes at first. I would basically type out word for word what I wanted to say. I would critique every single time I said the word um or empty spaces and I just overthought the shit out of it and now I'm like oops I took three weeks off so there (laughs) maybe not the best thing but I have just learned to give myself so much grace I guess is the best way to put it. I have learned to overcome perfectionism that I didn't even know that I had because I I am lazy, usually, and so I've never really considered myself a perfectionist. I am. I think we all are because we're afraid of what other people will think. At least I was when I started the podcast. I was deathly afraid of putting myself out there in such a vulnerable way, but it has truly taught me vulnerability in all aspects of my life, like right now. I would have never, like, even gotten emotional on the podcast, like, a year ago. And I feel like just my growth in the last year is insane. Getting on here and just, like, spilling my guts to basically an empty room. This is what's so funny, you guys, is I sit in this empty room and spill my guts to a fucking microphone not knowing who's going to listen, not knowing who it's going to affect, not not knowing anything, right? And so one, just even becoming vulnerable enough to admit things to yourself <laughs> is crazy. And then to see the outcome and your guys' messages about how much this podcast and different episodes touch you, it is insane. Insane. 
I've truly been able to like bring down walls I didn't even know I still had through this podcast because me being able to be vulnerable with you guys has opened up just this whole world of vulnerability in my life. Like even just getting in tune with my own emotions, which is so fucking healthy. I feel like I have suppressed I would suppress emotions for so long and for like no reason. Like I have ma- I have like all healthy relationships in all areas of my life. Like I don't have anything to hide, but I think for a super long time, I just always associated like emotions and vulnerability with weakness. And that I would say is the biggest, biggest thing the podcast has helped me overcome. Okay. Deep breaths, everybody. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> but seriously, um, thank you guys. The last year of this podcast has been amazing. Going forward, we're going to get back on a consistent schedule. I promise. I love you guys so much. Thank you for always giving me grace as I learn to give myself grace through this process as well. And I will always, always honor the fact that this podcast feels like just you and I hanging out. That is always my favorite piece of feedback, and it's the most consistent piece of feedback that we get with the podcast, is that it doesn't feel like somebody talking at you. It feels like you're just talking to a friend, and that is what I will, no matter what direction, where this podcast goes, that is the core value. Like, that is going to be the consistent thing that I maintain because I want it to feel like you're just getting on here, hanging out with your best friend, and not like... Having a business confidence coach speaking at you. Like, no. Also, I'm not even crying anymore. My nose is just stuffy, I promise. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like that about wraps it with a year of podcasting. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. So let's get into some top tips uh, to take with you into the holidays, especially for my folks who suffer with anxiety when it comes to body image, when it comes to like food choices, when it comes to just like loving yourself around the holidays. So let's get into it. Okay, top five tips for basically surviving Thanksgiving tomorrow. Holy shit, it's fucking tomorrow. And holiday season in general. Tip number one, probably the easiest, most simple one. Wear comfortable clothing, you guys. Like, I'm so fucking blessed. I come from families who our attire for holidays together is usually swap pants. But that is not the case for everybody. For my folks who dress up at holidays, feel free to wear leggings. Feel free to wear a flowy dress. Feel free, like, wear what can expand and that you're comfortable in, okay? Because if what you're wearing is not able to expand, as soon as you start to feel full or bloated or whatever, automatically you're going to like feel restricted and you're going to start like talking shit about yourself and you're going to like, it's going to be a downward spiral, right? So wear comfortable clothing. So simple, but will go such a long way. Tip number two, gently remind yourself throughout the day and going into the events that food has no moral value. There is no quote, good or quote, bad foods, right? 
Their food literally has no moral value. It is diet culture and society that likes to tell us that it does, right? So you are not a bad person if you decide to eat the regular mashed potatoes instead of your Aunt Kathy's fucking cauliflower mashed potatoes. Like, you're not a bad person. Eat what you want, okay? Because food has no moral value, which brings us into listening to your body, right? When we have rules surrounding, like rules revolving around food, that actually instills a lack of trust with our bodies. When we have to set rules for ourselves or we follow rules that diet culture sets, that actually kind of breaks this level of trust that you have We are born with bodies that tell us what to do, with bodies that are made to keep us alive, with bodies that can communicate with us. But sometimes we we aren't as in tune with listening to them. And so listening to your body is going to be so important and you're going to honestly feel super empowered about it also. So listening to your body in the way of um, deciding what to put on your plate, right? For me, y'all, stuffing is my favorite fucking food ever, but I only usually eat it like once a year around Thanksgiving. Not even, it's not like I intentionally keep it out of the house. It's just like such a Thanksgiving food that I just tend to only have it once a year, but it's my fucking favorite. So you bet your ass my plate is half full with stuffing because it's my favorite and that's what my body wants. And like, so you can literally tune into your body and be like, what does my body need more protein at this meal? Does it need carbs? Does it need vegetables? Does it need sweets? Like what you can seriously ask your body and it will answer. And you can use that to kind of help you to navigate what you put on your plate, right? You also can use this tip to navigate like, do I want to go back for more stuffing? Or sometimes maybe you're too full and you can give yourself permission to not finish your plate, right? It goes both ways. It doesn't mean that like listening to your body means you're going to binge eat, which we're going to get to in just a second, because it doesn't. When we truly, truly listen to our bodies, it actually is much healthier. That's how we access intuitive eating, right? And We end up binge eating less when we listen to our bodies all around more, okay? So if you're like, oh, I don't trust my body because I'm going to overeat, that's not necessarily true, right? Your body will tell you when you're done and you don't need to feel guilt for not clearing your plate like a lot of us were taught growing up, right? So it goes both ways. So gently reminding yourself that food has no moral value and then also listening to your body because she or he or they We'll tell you what's up. Next up, y'all, please hear me on this one. You still need to eat regular meals before and after. One reason being, consistently eating meals is very good for your metabolism, and skipping meals is very bad for your metabolism. But also, eating a meal the day before, the morning of, whatever your routine is, right? Eating your consistent meals will actually help you not binge eat at the family gathering. When we have this like last supper mentality and you're like, oh, I'm going to stuff my face so I can't eat anything for the rest of today. No, that's not true. You deserve to eat, first of all, okay? Your body does not deserve to be starved or to, to skip a meal. You deserve to eat, and eating will actually help you listen to your body more at whatever event that you may be going to, right? So keeping yourself fed. Fed is best, and fed is super, super important. And then the last tip, tip number five, is just be grateful, 
okay? I find it really difficult to be in a mindset of negativity when I'm also trying to maintain a grateful heart. The two things have a really difficult time coexisting, right? So if you are feeling like you're struggling, you're feeling negative, you're feeling down, quick think about some things that you're grateful for. Is it the fact that you got to see your cousin that you only get to see once a year? Is it the fact that your mom or your grandma or your aunt cooked this amazing meal all last night and all this morning? Is it the laughter? Is it the gifts? Like, what are some things that you can be grateful for to kind of just, even if it's temporary, we can reflect on the negative stuff later, but to kind of just temporarily pull you out of any form of negative mindset that you may be experiencing. So, Those five again, number one, wear comfortable clothing. Two, gently remind yourself that food has no moral value. Three, listening to your body. Four, still eating your meals before and after. And then five is be grateful. Carry a grateful heart because it's going to be really hard to be in a negative mindset when you also have a grateful heart. So that unintentionally is one of the fastest episodes we've ever done. Whoo-wee! It feels good to be back, you guys. Thank you so much for letting me have a moment earlier. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope it gets to enough of you before Thanksgiving, but it also will work for any form of like social outing that you have anxiety around when it comes to body image, food, what to wear, um, Christmas type holidays, any Friendsgivings, anything like that. You can use this. New Year's Eve is coming up, right? We will not be giving into the bullshit New Year, you, new you, body, makeover, drop the quarantine 15, fuck that shit, okay? We are building our confidence. We are building our body image now so we don't fall victim to a lot of the messaging that comes in the new year that tries to tell us that we have to change things about ourselves. So I love you guys so much. Cheers to a year of podcasting. Happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. And I will catch you guys back here next week. I love you so much. Mwah.